Hi, my name is Brendan Watt and welcome to the One Choice from Change podcast, where I give you the tools to create something totally different beyond the status quo and where you get to become as different as you are. What if there is nothing wrong with any of the choices you've made up until now? I'm inviting you to be aware that every choice creates something. So what will you choose today? Okay, so welcome everybody to the One Choice from Change podcast. Today I have one of my wonderful friends, Megan Hill, on here. Hi, Megan. Hello. Hello. Um, We're both at home at the moment. And we're both looking at our travel schedules for the future. And coronavirus is in its epidemic at the moment. So we're... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're looking at it going, okay, so what can we talk about? One of the tools that we were talking about for the show is who's a belong to. I remember when I first, when I first came on to access and I heard this tool, who does it belong to? And that 98% of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions don't belong to you. I went, Oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> that explains everything. That explains my whole life. And, and I realized that because it's like when I came along to access and I went, I hated my life and I was sad and I was unhappy and I was depressed and I was, and I couldn't make money and, you know, everything was going, you know, what would look like at the time against me. I didn't realize that none of it was mine. And when I realized that I went, Oh, that made total sense because for me, I was just happy all the time. I was slightly different when I heard that tool. I was um, at the time diagnosed with severe anxiety and depression. So like a high and a low. Uh And I remember the day I went to the doctor because I just was so depressed and just nothing was wrong. My life was great, but I would wake up every day as though the world was caving in and the world was ending and all this like doomsday stuff would be in my world. So I thought for sure something was wrong with me. And he's like, honey, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with you. Um, it's just that your brain is different and it's never going to actually, whatever the serotonin, you know, the medical terms for it all, the serotonin and the neuroceptors and blah, blah, blah. He's like, you are just different and it's never going to balance. So unfortunately you're probably going to have to be on medication for the rest of your life. So I spent the next year or so trying to balance my brain with the right combination of antidepressants to keep me like, you know, awake, (laughs) not dead, Um, have some sort of sense of aliveness to me. But I tried lots of different things. And finally, I had the perfect cocktail of Prozac for the day to get me through the day, Uh, Xanax if I had an anxiety attack that I needed to like simmer and then whatever the sleeping pill is, that's like high dosage. And I was like, awesome. Now I can actually like function and during the day without having any sort of emotion up and down or whatever. And then it got really weird when I found out that I was going to have to keep increasing that because my body would balance it out. And that's when I found um, what I found the who does it belong to tool. Cause I went to the doctor to get my prescription and the, the prescription guy is like, you're not going to take all of this at once. Are you? And I was like, actually I am planning on taking up most of it today. And then I was like, Oh, this is crap. I was 27 years old. And I'm like, if I have to take like 50 pills a day just to function, that's not going to work for me. 
So I started looking for different things. I tried meditation, didn't work. I tried natural pills, that didn't work. And then along came a bars facilitator that I had talked to. She did lots of other things. And she said, can I ask you a question? She said, where do you live? And I said, I live in an apartment complex in a city. And she's like, could it be that maybe you're just really aware of the world around you and that maybe you're picking up on the thoughts, feelings, and emotions of everyone around you? And I was like, now that's so normal to me. But at that time, I had no idea that I could be that aware. Yeah. Yeah. Really thought everything that went through my head, everything that I sensed in my body was mine. Yeah. And I was the same, but it's like for how many people, for, for people listening, it's like how much have you decided everything you think, everything that's going on for you must be yours because you can think it or you can feel it. And it's like one of the things I've learned over the years, because this is, and, and I'm just going to say this for both of us. <laughs> I'm going to speak on your behalf on this one as well. Uh-huh. This, is, this is one of the most, this is one of the tools that I would, well, we, I know I use most of the time. Like this is one that's, it really is a one, it's a go-to tool because it's like, especially with the things going on in the world at the moment and well, pretty much not even the things going on at the world in the world at the moment, but it's all the time is, okay, is this mine? And it's like, it's like when you wake up in the morning, like, Oh, I'm stressed out or I'm freaked out about this. And I'm doing, and you wonder why it can't change all day. You're going, why can't I change this? Why can't I change this? Why can't I change this? Because it's not yours. And it's like, and that was the thing that got me because I was going, why surely I can change something like this. Like if I've got, if I feel unhappy with my life, surely I can just make another choice and be happy with my life, but it wouldn't change. It would never change. And I'd be going, okay, that's when I realized with the, who does it belong to? If it's not mine and I've bought it as mine, I cannot change it. And it's huge. I mean, how many of you spent your entire life trying to change something? I mean, I was self medicating to try and change the depression and the anxiety and the feelings that weren't mine. <laughs> I know, right? I'll deal with it with medication. I'll, I'll get, but it's like, but everyone's doing this and it's like, yeah. we're all going, how do we, how do we change? How do I get happier? How do I not be so depressed? How do I, how do I, how do I, rather than, um, is any of this mine? And I remember one of the things Dane said, you know, he does all the classes on being you and he's like, you as a being are inherently joyful and happy. And when you're not joyful and happy, you're not actually being you. So that's, it's like, it's all of these tools you actually have to use because if you wake up in that pile of crap, which I still do, it's not like it's gone away. I just know that, okay, is it mine? And if I can't get out of it, I call a friend who can ask me, is any of it yours? Because asking myself sometimes doesn't work. Especially when you've decided it is. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's like, and then throughout the day, you find different things, whether it's moving your body or other things that get you back to that sense of you. And then you're like, oh, actually none of it's mine. And I remember one time I was talking to you and like the whole 98% of it doesn't belong to you. I was still looking for the 2% that definitely did belong to me so that I could change it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you can get something to hold on to. Yeah. I'll just find a little, I'll find that one thread that's mine. And once I find that one thread that's mine, I know that it's mine so I can find out how to deal with it. And then I will change it. And it doesn't work. And you were like, I have a, I have a secret for you. And I'm like, what? 
Um, it's actually 99.9999999999% doesn't actually okay. bless you. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> well, it's funny that because it's like Gary said something to me. He said, anything that shows up in your universe isn't yours. And, and it blew my head apart because I went, yeah. but, what, but, but what about all the things that I, but I, that I want as mine, you know? I want to have certain things like I want to have certain things as mine, but it's like, but it would put it into categorizing. Okay. So that's good. That's mine. That's bad. Yeah. That's not mine. That's so not mine. who does it belong to? Didn't work. Right. <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, that's a pretty shitty tool because all the good stuff is mine, even though it's not creating a better future for me, but oh. it's good for now. So it must be mine, but all the bad stuff, even though if I was willing to have no judgment of it and realize that some of that might actually be a contribution to my future, but I can't because it's bad. So I, that must be not mine. So I wouldn't look at either of them. So I was like, uh, yeah, this, I don't know how to use this tool. Um, <laughs> I need to go back to kindergarten. <laughs> yeah. I mean, becoming more aware of that, oh, that none of it is mine is like, I'd be, I'd be doing things and I'd be like, I need to take my kids to school. And I'm like, <laughs> I only have one kid. <laughs> it's like, or I'd be in a hotel. I need to get my washing done. And I'd be like, um, I don't have a washing machine, and, <laughs> but it's like the random shit that pops into your head where a lot of us have it. But we go, but without that tool in place, you go, well, I need to get the washing done. And you go, oh, washing. Okay. And you'll, you'll put it into where it matches something in your world. One thing in your world that it can grab a hold of and then it becomes real. Yeah. And it's like, so, but this is what we do with our lives. And this is, the, I'm glad we're doing this today with the coronavirus thing, which is what yeah, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Start because it's like, it's interesting with the, the freak out, but also like the insanity that goes with it, because it's like with, with having one point of view that you're aware of, that's not yours, but it's popping into your world. And then you become, you become aware of it as if it is yours. And it's like, it's like a magnet and you start attaching to it going, Oh, okay, that's mine. And then another person attaches to it. Oh, freak out. Oh, freak out. Oh, freak out. And around the world right now, we have 8 billion people who are going, oh, we have an epidemic. We have a freak out. Um, who does it belong to? Yeah. So everything that you've all done to buy everything you're freaking out about now is yours. We destroy and upgrade all that. Yes. We're right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, and all nine shorts, boys and yons. Well, and I was telling you that I wanted to tell you a story on here, so I didn't. If I say something once, then telling it again is quite ridiculous for me. <laughs> I, I picked my son up from school today and we were walking home and he said, mom with like this really like terrified look in his eyes, are we going to get quarantined? <laughs> and I said, well, you know, I don't really know. I, I don't think so, but do you know what quarantine means? And he said, not really. And I said, really all it means is you can't really be around other people in case that you're sick so that you don't, you know, spread the, spread the virus or whatever it is. And he goes, oh, okay. And I said, so, you know, I've talked with you about this, who does it belong to tool? Because I've talked with him about it as he has, if he gets scared at night or different things. And so I said, when I talk to you about like the quarantine thing, do you feel, because we've, I've given him the tool, anything that's true for you makes you feel lighter Mm -hmm. and anything that's alive for you makes you feel heavier. So I said, when I say, hey, 
we are going to get quarantined. Does it make you feel light or heavy? And he goes, medium. Like he, this is the first time he ever said medium, which is really cool. And I said, yeah, so it might, maybe we will, and maybe we won't, but what if it's actually not wrong or good or bad or anything, like nothing to be afraid of? And he's like, yeah. And I said, you know, the world a lot of times looks at stuff like this that's changing as this bad thing. And he goes, yeah, mom. And sometimes the world just needs to change. (laughs) And then he was good. And then he was done. And it's like, worst case scenario, we get quarantined. You get to hang out and watch movies all day. What's the big deal? Exactly. (laughs) I love that. I love a kid's point of view. Sometimes the world just needs to change. Uh, Yeah, it does. Which is doing right now. And people tend to freak out in huge, you know, moments of change. Yeah, definitely, which is happening right now. Yeah. And also the whole, you know, everyone's afraid to travel and, oh my God, are you going to get sick? It's like, I also asked him, I said, do you, do you really get sick that often? And he said, no. And I, he goes, and mom, I'm the only kid in my school that doesn't have allergies. (laughs) So it's like, what do you know? And what does your body know? And again, who does it belong to? Yeah. Well, and it's that whole thing of your point of view creates your reality too. Like he's been in access. He's been doing this for, since he was what, three, two? Well, he was in your belly. Uh He's been coming along to classes and doing all that stuff. And it's like, and the kids that come along now, they're just like, uh, yeah, why would I get sick? Um, Why would I do that? But it's like, but that whole thing of your point of view creates your reality, which is what everybody's doing right now is going, Okay, so everywhere you've decided that you have to have the point of view that because it's said that you must follow what everybody else is doing, therefore you create it, where you destroy and uncreate all that. Yep. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. The other thing I wanted to mention with this tool, which you sparked before, was when we were talking about the whole where you go, well, that would be a good thing that would be mine or I couldn't let go of that or it's like as we do this thing where we'll push it outside of our world thinking okay that's the way of getting rid of it okay who does it belong to is okay well I'll push that outside of my world and I'll go and work out or I'll go and do something else and I'll distract myself from that awareness as if that's the way of letting go of it and then you go oh but it's here again today that's not actually letting go of it. Who does it belong to is from the place of, okay, so it's not mine. There's nothing I need to distract myself from. It's just not mine. That doesn't mean you're not going to be aware of it. Yeah. And this is the thing where I tripped myself up for years was because I'd go, but I know it's not mine, but I'm still aware of it. But why isn't it changing? You cannot change awareness. Yeah. And that's huge because people think, oh, I've been, but I've been asking who does it belong to for three days and it's not changing. Uh, You can't change it because it's not yours to change. Yeah, exactly. You definitely cannot change it when it's not yours to change. You can just change where you thought it was yours or bought that it was yours. Yeah. And well, yeah, exactly. But that's not being the effect of it. It's going, okay, so this is not mine. Cool. I'm aware of it. It's like if you have someone you care about in your life, who's having a hard time, or, you know, is going through stuff, you're aware of that. You're aware of the pain in their world. You're aware of the trauma that they're going into. You're aware of the drama of all of it. 
when you're aware that it's not yours, does the drama go away? It doesn't actually go away. You're still aware of it. You're still going, holy shit, there's a lot of drama there. There's a lot of pain there. There's a lot of suffering there that they're choosing, but it's not mine. But when you're not willing to have that point of view that it's not mine, you go, how do I fix it? And then all of a sudden you're going, it's mine. Well, and I've heard you talk to you about in some of your classes about getting involved, like getting involved in somebody else's stuff as mm-hmm. though that will help change it. You want to, how do you, okay, take that. You've got the, you've got the coronavirus. Everyone's freaking the fuck out. Everyone is, you know, everyone's got all this stuff going on. So how do you actually be you in the presence of all of the freak out and all of the drama without going into it, but still being present with it? Uh, Yeah, good question. And it's, well, you have to realize, okay, so what is it I can't, is there anything I can change with this? See, when you care about people, like having that level of caring of people, when you're aware of it, if you're not aware of what caring is for you, like for me, what I was taught caring was as a kid, brought up with, and, you know, and, and the way that this reality would educate you on caring was that you would need to give yourself up for somebody else's problems or you should help people. And with that point of view, it's like you would have to take on everybody else's pain and suffering in order to fix it for them or with them. But in that, you take away the idea that it's their choice for it. And it's the same thing with this. And one choice from change, I mean, hello, name of the podcast, is every choice you make in your life creates something. And everything that shows up in your life, here's the other bit, is based on a choice that you've made. So with say the coronavirus or with somebody in your family who you care about or with your kids or with your partner or with whoever, if you've got the idea, I need to help them because they are going through this, then you've already decided that somewhere they haven't made a choice to create it. And this is the main thing going on on the planet at the moment is it's like people go, okay, so I need to help or I need to fix but that's not recognizing that people actually make the choice to create it. What choice did they make to create it? And is there something that I can contribute to changing it? There's a whole different point of view. And that's where if you have, if you're willing to have that place in your life, then you can actually look at it and go, okay, is there anything I can contribute? No. Okay, fine. And give it up and recognize that caring is actually the willingness to be there for somebody and go, okay, I'm here if you need me. I'll contribute what you need when you need, if you need, not I must help you. A little bit different. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Are you saying that even the coronavirus is a choice? I am definitely saying that the coronavirus is a choice, which people will hate me for. I just want to say coronavirus as many times as we can during this, just, you know, for ratings to really skyrocket for you. <laughs> okay, well... I mean, but it's, it's like the tool you brought up before. True makes you feel lighter. Yeah. Uh, a lie makes you feel heavier. Look at what's true for you. Yeah. Me, it's like when I see it, I'm like, okay, so it's here. This is what it's changing. Okay, does the planet, and like Tristan's point of view is, like your kid's point of view. Yeah. Is, yeah, sometimes the world just needs change. Uh, yes, it does. Yeah. And it's like, and it's changing right now. So 
Well, and we had, Gary had a telecall today and, and people were, of course, talking and slightly freaking out about the, the effect that it's having on the economy. And, you know, everywhere it's saying like, you know, the economy hasn't been this bad since 2008. And I remember exactly where I was in 2008. I was in marketing. I was working at an agency. I was, you know, pretty much a low level employee. So my salary wasn't too high, but it wasn't too low either. And everyone was freaking out because marketing budgets were getting cut and everyone was losing their jobs. And we were having layoffs pretty much every other week. And everyone, I had just found access. So I was so stoked to use the tools. So I just kept being like, what else is possible? And what would it take to make even more money? And what would it take to, you know, just what I just was like using the tools like crazy. Not that I don't now, but I just remember being like, oh my God, I have these tools that nobody else has. Everyone, like I was the one person that A, didn't get laid off. I got promoted and I got a raise in a time when they weren't doing any of that and it was unheard of. So it's like wherever you are with your business or your life or what's going on, if you start buying into, oh my God, I'm going to lose my job. Oh my God, I'm going to, you know, whatever. My business is going to tank and my everything's going to happen. It's like use interesting point of view. It's not... A lot of people do the whole positive thinking and negative thinking. Like if you have those negative thoughts, then you're creating negative, whatever you can have all of that come up and ask, who does it belong to? And then interesting point of view, I have this point of view so that you can just change it and ask a question like what else is possible? Yeah. And totally, because it's like, like we said, uh, your point of view creates your reality. As soon as you go into that place of the financial I'm going to be affected by this financial situation. You will be. And it's like, and I've learned that dynamically over the years too, is, is it's like when you go into that place of as soon as you buy a point of view is real and true for you, you are going to become the effect of it. So interesting point of view. I have this point of view is the way that you actually get out and go, Oh, okay. Everybody else is suffering. Do I have to <laughs> like Kristen? I like his attitude. Oh, the world's changing. Okay, good. I can still play with my friends. I can still have fun. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, I'm just different. I'm like, yeah. And then I reminded him when he was even younger, he's like, I'm not different. They're different. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm not different. I, I'm me. They're different. They're the weird ones. What's uh-huh. their problem? Yeah. But also being willing to kind of go like right now, you know, we were talking about our travel stuff and there's a lot going on where I, you know, I'm technically now supposed to go to Budapest next week for the certified facilitator training that just changed from Rome. And we've just had a big meeting and access is so cool at how everything's willing to change on a dime. But even that, like right now, it might be two days from now, we can't go to Budapest anymore because blah, 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 blah. But being willing to just be like, okay, dealing with what comes up as it comes up rather than trying to handle, I'm really good at handling worst case scenario, but it doesn't necessarily create the most, you know, but being willing to just, okay, what do I have to deal with today? What can I change today? And that's a really good question. What do I have to deal with today? And what can I change today? Not what's wrong with me. How do I deal with what's wrong with me? But okay, so what do I deal with today? How do I get to something greater today? And what do I choose today? Do I need to fight with somebody in the store about toilet paper? Likely not today. (laughs) I mean, I'm an Australian. (laughs) 
a lot of you know. But although, I mean, I went to the hairdressers today and she was like, so whereabouts in the UK are you from? And I went, um, I'm Australian. <laughs> but the amount of, I mean, what is it with you Americans and not okay. having an Australian accent? It's just like if it's English and it sounds a little different, it's no. likely British. No. Yeah. No. If it's not American. No, if it's, if, it's, if it's English and it's not like Southern or like an American accent, then you're likely from England. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And this podcast mainly goes out to all the people in the US. So nothing <laughs> against you guys. I mean, you know, it's... <laughs> Australia is like pretty much, you know... Australia, it's just an island, you know. Americans rarely meet an Australian. Uh-huh. So you're just not even, again, you're kind of, again, a no count in this. <laughs> no, no. Because no. you're an Australian as well. <laughs> no, no, I'm exotic. You are exotic. Yeah. You so, have the most popular podcast in America because of your accent alone. Really? Yeah. 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 I, maybe I should use that to my advantage. I definitely think we need some sort of kangaroo or something. Talking about. In your logo for the podcast, yeah. Kangaroo is too cute. We need something more dangerous like a crocodile. <laughs> yeah. That's what we need. So I did promise you guys that I would get on here and do one about interesting point of view because this it, it really these two really do work together. If you've got the point of view that this is mine and this is my life and this is the way it is, see oh, – I always do this at the end where I go, oh, and now I'll lead into something I'll talk about for another hour. I know. It's, it's not going fashion to say you're done. And then you're like, and no, I've still got a lot more to say. I'm terrible. <laughs> um, but I will do that next. So thank you for joining me, Megan. You're wonderful. Thanks for having me on. I love your show. Use the tool. Who's Mainly the accent. I just listen to the accent. Exactly. Hello. Um, <laughs> If you haven't heard of Access and you're listening to this show going, what are you talking about? Who's in the long term? Well, okay, let me give you a quick rundown on the tool, okay? So for all of the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that come up in your world, all the pains, and that everything that comes up in your body, everything that comes up in your world, everything, even the things that you go, oh, my God, that's mine because it's wonderful. That too, who does it belong to? Okay. If it lightens up at all, it's not yours. If it doesn't lighten up and you've already decided it's yours, that doesn't mean it's not yours. If there's anything in your life right now that you're trying to change that you're going, why won't this change? Anything that's lasting more than three hours in your life that's not changing, it is not yours if you have the desire to change it. Okay. That doesn't mean that if you have a financial situation because you just don't like money. <laughs> that doesn't mean you're going to change it with that, but it might mean the whole idea of where the, the, the financial issue stems from, which is where you bought the point of view as a kid that you didn't like money. That was never yours in the first place that you've created your life based on. Then if you use the tool, who does it belong to from that place, different point of view too. Okay. So use the tool. That's all I'm going to say. For three days, right? For three days, for three days, yep. And I've done this for, I don't know, I've done this many times over the years of who's it belong to. For three days straight, every single thing that comes up in your world, who's it belong to, see what it does for you. One yeah. other version of that that I use, it was, um, if I wasn't the one thinking or feeling this, what would I be aware of? That helps you. Cool. 
Block it. Put sticky notes up, put them all over your house, put it on your phone as a reminder. There is an app. Dane has an app called the Who Does It Belong To app. I think it's uh, drdanehere.com forward slash who does it belong to. Awesome. And it gives you your own daily reminders on your phone. So lots of ways to harass yourself into using the tool. I like that. Harass yourself into change. Yeah. It's good. Mm -hmm. All right. So thanks, guys. Until next time, see you then. If you found this helpful, please share it and subscribe at onechoicefromchange.com. Until next time, you're only one choice from change.